So in this episode, I'm going to be talking to a former student who I taught, wow, 20 years ago. And um, he has started a uh, a business where he's going to help you lose weight and he'll talk about how. Stay tuned. In a world of incompetent bosses, micromanagers, and petty tyrants, one management professor claims that he can help you become the kind of leader that you would want to follow. You are listening to The Leadersmith. Now, here is your host, Darren Gertis. Okay, with me is Jonathan Lindstrom. Jonathan was my student, and as, as I said, what, what years were you at, at Stonebridge? It was like 2000 to 2004, something about that? I, I graduated in 2002, here. so I had you for a few years for history. 2002, yeah, that's right. So uh, 99 to 2002, you were my student, right? That's yep. Okay. Right. So I, yeah, I, um, and yeah, well, 20 years ago, that, that goes by quick. So <laughs> I know Jonathan and, uh, so just a good clarification right up front. I, I know him. Uh, that's good because this, this, this helps me, uh, you know, say, yes, I know the guy. Uh, he's, he's, he was always a good guy, guy, a character, um, somebody that, um, I, I thought very highly of, which is why I agreed to bring him on. Um, so he had reached out and he was like, Hey, look, uh, uh, can you look over this, um, this business he, he's starting? He'll talk about it. Uh, and, and I said, well, look, I, I can do better than that. Come on my podcast. Let's talk about this and, you know, expose what you're doing to other people. So it's, it's more than that. Uh, but I, I was really interested in it because of the type of business and his background, uh, a couple of backgrounds that fit interesting into this piece of the puzzle. So I'm going to stop talking um, and let him talk about this now. So Jonathan, welcome. Dr. Gertis, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, it's an honor, privilege. Uh, yeah, so I, uh, as you said, I'm starting a new business. It's something that I've been working on for a couple of years. And and yeah, it's it's really... Uh, a background of a few different things have, has led to me that, that led me to that. One of them is that uh, when I was when I went off to college, when I left you, I started gaining weight. I was probably, you know, pretty pretty average uh, for a high schooler, and no 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 health issues or anything. But went to college and had a buffet for four years, gained the freshman fifteen over and over again. Uh, thankfully, I met my lovely wife at. At college, but I kept gaining through my 20s, and I went from about 165 to 245 over the years. And you know, I tried some some diets that dropped a few pounds here and there, and within a year, I'd be back up higher than I was before. So, uh, so that that was background for me. Uh, during all that, I was working on my seminary degree. Uh, I was getting quite frustrated because I felt uh, this is, you know. Is this a spiritual issue that, you know, I, I just I'm starting to get depressed. I'm struggling with all these things. And um, and then uh, and then there was this moment of, of crisis. Uh, my, my second child, my first daughter was coming along. And uh, and I said, I've, I've got to I've got to change this. And it, I started to change. But still, it was a struggle. And then this final piece came in where there were some guys at church that were starting a, a program uh together in community and man that just did 
wonders for me. I was in community, uh, eating better. I, I learned a new way of eating that just transformed uh, my life. Uh, I've last six, seven years. Uh, I've I dropped all that weight off. I got back down to the one eighties, one seventies, and uh, and and also just work out differently. But on top of that, uh, having a holistic perspective on uh, on on my spiritual walk with the Lord, on how that empowers me to to walk this out, and then doing it in community with others. And so, uh, so long story short, all that uh, poured into this. Uh, program that I put together because I became a health coach, was trying to help people out one-on-one and walk with them. I was like, how can I help people more? And it's like, well, I, I need to create something that would have helped me six years ago. And I've continued learning more and more uh, through through the years. And I thought, okay, if I can put something together that's easy, that's just like five minutes a day, but at the same time gives great knowledge, great information, and at the same time encourages people and connects them in community. Uh, man, that would have worked for me and it's been working for other people. So I'm uh, just trying to help start a movement within our churches of, uh, there, there's, there's an epidemic of obesity within our country and it's not really much different in the church. Uh, the, the food decisions we make, the struggles that we have are often very similar. And so I'm trying to help people out in that way. So I want to go back to a couple of things that you said. So the first one that you said was uh, uh, the, the, you know, the freshman 15 going to, you know, whatever you can eat in the cafeteria in mm-hmm. spite of the taste of cafeteria food, that, that actually is a thing. The freshman 15 pounds, that, that's, <clears throat> that is a, a common thing that, that people hit when they hit college. By the way, we were just talking about this before. And if you're listening to this, you won't see it. But if you are watching this on YouTube, you'll, you'll see it. We'll see what Jonathan uh, looks like. And I was commenting to him just before we started about like, yeah, you know, when I saw the video on your website, I didn't recognize the, the earlier you, I recognized the now you as a 20 year ago, uh, ago you like that that's what you, <laughs> that's what you look I mean that is what you look like you were you were actually on the you know average to lighter side back in in high school and uh so yeah that was a big change so and then when you try to fix it you try to fix it at the very worst time when your child was being born or your second child you have three right right yeah I have three now you have, so you are your second child of three so um, there's a thing, and I'm, I'm probably going to slaughter the pronunciation, Cudove, C-O-U-V-A-D-E, Covade syndrome. I don't know how to pronounce it, but I know how to spell it. C-O-U-V-A-D-E syndrome is called sympathetic pregnancy syndrome. Okay, so <clears throat> I have six kids. And when my wife said, can you go to Taco Bell? I really have a craving at 11 at, at night. You know, you do you add that up over time because I'm you know I'm getting it for her and I'm like you know I I could use a couple of French wraps myself right <laughs> and, and so you add that up over time and there's a there's something that happens like dads actually gain weight in the process as well um, so you were trying to fight it at the worst possible time. And then what you did was you actually fixed it, which I, I got to give you big props for, because I know the that I had to work really, really, really hard. And again, it came at the same time for me, what, what happened to you, the way that you described it, where it's like, nope, this has got to change. I'm tired of feeling terrible. Like, I, I mean, mm-hmm. I felt like I was, <laughs> I used to joke with a colleague who was in his 60s, um, I feel like you look 
<laughs> right? <Ouch>. I, <laughs> Uh, no, he was a, he was a great guy who who thought it was right. funny and whatever. But I mean, like you know, I'm in my my mid 30s, late 30s, something like that, and I'm just like, I, oh man, I just feel terrible. I, I, I feel like you look, and uh, ju- just because it just the weight just does something to you, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's pick up from here and talk about what you do now. Before I do that, your background, your system, you you bring two weird diverse pieces together the the fitness thing is one thing but the theological degree uh you, you went to seminary right i did okay I and, my and, master divinity mm-hmm. okay you got an mdiv from where southeastern baptist okay southeastern's a very reputable seminary um so uh southeastern and then you have this uh personal fitness training ish kind of what what is this I'm a certified health coach with uh, the Primal Institute, uh, so it's a particular strain of paleo that uh, that I think is is really well balanced and healthy. So okay, I went through, oh. a, went through a long training for that. Okay, so you put these two things together: uh, your your fitness training and, and your theological stuff. And and now that that's really interesting to me because. <clears throat> Things that um, Steve Jobs was talking about, all, all the things that are, you know, the big breakthroughs are just different ways of seeing new connections, right? So you connect the two things that are, don't normally go together. And the thing that grabbed my interest was when you were talking about you're, you're doing this in community. That was the missing piece for me that made it so incredibly difficult because I was doing this by myself, really. And it is hard. To do things by yourself in community, it's it's much easier, right? Two are better than one. Okay, so tell me about what what happens in your program. Well, and I wanted to say on the community piece that <clears throat> we're always in community, almost always, and you know, unless you're you know locked yeah, away. So so if you're <laughs> trying to do it by yourself and everybody around you is doing something different, then it's really you against everybody. It's it's a it's quite a challenge. So you're trying to find community of people moving in the same stream together and so what my program actually does is uh you you sign up and you'll start getting an email each day that that points you to uh, a video so just daily video where it's just me as an interaction um and there's three pieces um it's like five minutes long on average per day because i'm thinking man if i had to watch a half hour video every day i don't have time for that i'm gonna get behind let's keep it short and the three pieces that we go over each day are faith food and fitness. So uh, on the, the faith side, it's a devotional, but it's not just kind of a general average devotional. It's to teach us the foundations of why our bodies are important, why um, why God's going to resurrect them in the end times, why um, God created us in an amazing way, why we are, we are actually so complicated and some of the ways that we um, we simplify things down into just macronutrients or just this or just that or just calories. Um, he's made us in an, an amazing way. And so I think we have to have that right perspective and also the right purpose, the right reasons to do things. Um, if it's just for vanity's sake, um, I think that's going to be a much weaker reason than uh, if as a Christian, we say, well, man, I, I want to have a longevity. I want to, to live not only a long life, but a life full of energy full of not feeling terrible um, so that I can help people more. <clears throat> so, so that's the faith piece. And then there's the food section. And that's, um, in my opinion, there's uh, um, 
there's a, there's a, there's a better way to eat. And, um, and so there's, for every food, there's their positives and their negatives. And, um, I've got, uh, kind of, I, I start with, a an outline of here, are the, here are the foods I think that are best for most people, uh, to be following and how to, how to walk that out. And then over that 28 days, it's, it's a 28 day program. So just one month, lock those things in, um, over those 28 days, you, <clears throat> learn all those foundations about how our body works, about epigenetics, about all these, these basics that help us to understand the why behind what we're eating. And then the third piece is fitness. Now I'll, I'll go back and say that food, and I think I watched your podcast on, on your weight loss is food is about 80% of the, the battle. Yeah, like that's right. man, you, you can work out as much as you want. And as long as you're eating the same, you might gain a little bit of muscle, but when it comes to weight loss, it's not going to be your ticket for the most part. Um, it's, it's, it's what you eat. Um, and what you eat changes who you are. So, um, so that's, that's the main focus. And I tell anybody, if you're really overwhelmed, you can't do everything. It's fine. Just change your eating. Um, but then the fitness aspect, um, is, is actually a fairly simple workout process that you can do at home. You don't, you only need like one, you know, like a pull-up bar. Um, but otherwise everything else is body weight. Everything else is pretty simple. You can do it here. You can do it now. And, um, and it walks through a month of being able to graduate and do more as, as you, as you build up muscle, you build up mitochondria as you, uh, as you grow and it fits with the eating plan. Cause that, that's another issue. Sometimes people say, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to eat well. And I might even try this, this low carb or keto thing, but man, I'm going to jump on the, um, <clears throat> on the treadmill for an hour and I'm going to run really hard and your body is going to send you totally different signals. It's going to say, I need carbs. I need, you know, and, and so we're trying to, to match the, the exercise regimen with the food and all of this process, the goal is just to make things easier for you to make it more likely that you'll be successful, that you have the mental and the spiritual foundation to know what's right. Every, and every day, get that encouragement to have the eating plan that's going to make things easier, not harder, working with your body, not against it. And also the fitness program that's going to uh, be pretty simple, easy to do, and uh, and fits with that. Yeah. So as you described this, I was thinking about a couple of things. And the first thing was, this is not the plan that will cause you to lose weight. It's a plan that hits <clears throat> essentially the same major notes that any plan that will get you to lose weight has to have. Plus it has an extra dimension of the whole faith, uh, whatever that. So Christians would be find it far more interesting and compelling. But what I say, when I say that, I say um, there are some other ways that you could actually get to weight loss, but he hits all the same high notes that you have to have in place in order to get there. Okay. Now I know that sounds a little weird when I'm bringing on a guest and saying, "Well, this is not the only way." But 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 listen to me. So I, yesterday, um, as as we had messaged each other, and uh, before, like like he didn't he didn't know he was coming on the on the podcast. I, I, you know, he he was just saying, "Hey, can you look at this and tell me what you think?" And um, and and I said, "Hey, check out this book. It's called Change Anything." Pair um. Perry or Gary Schweitzer. I can't remember. These guys are associated with Covey. There's like four or five different authors. At any rate, they're talking about, you have to have essentially these six pieces in place. And if you have these pieces in place, and he just talked about a bunch of them. If you have these pieces in place, then it works. 
And if you don't have these pieces, it doesn't work. And he gives us he gives us great visual. The visual is this: like you're trying to move a van, push a, a van up a hill, okay? And you need all six of the. Look, think about each of the six pieces as six men. And if you have all six men pushing that van, you can push it up the hill because it's heavy, right? If you only have one of the men pushing on it. <laughs> it's going to be hard. And even worse, if you have one of the men pushing up the hill and the other five are pushing against you, <laughs> you're, you're not going to get where you're trying to go. And so what are the six men? Okay. So there's personal motivation and personal ability. There's social motivation and social ability and structural motivation and structural ability. So I'm going to define each of these and then, you know, he can talk about where things fit. So personal motivation, how badly do you want it? That's, that's the first thing. Mm-hmm. Most of us have that one man. Like we actually do have the personal motivation. We want to change. Where we fall flat are the other five pieces. So let's talk about the other five. Personal ability. Now he just addressed this. So I'll let you address each of these after. Personal ability, you have the knowledge, the skills, the strength to do it. Even when it gets tough, you know how to do it. So you address that, right? I mean, you tell them how, like how to work out. How tell me, tell me about how how you address personal ability. Uh right. So uh when it comes to working out, it, it I give very specific instructions on how to do push-ups the right way and the wrong way, how to do varieties of them, uh, how to do squats, how to do uh, planks and how to hit all those major areas of um, in those muscle groups and how to do them at the right timing. You know, it, we don't, we're not doing this every day full out. We're doing them uh, every two to three days and and giving time for the, the body to to heal and recover. And so um, instead of having to learn that the hard way and learn all those little pieces, it's learning that uh, through through right. my experience, my mistakes and. So there's the fitness piece of it. And then there's, there's eating. It's how many times do you eat a day? Uh, what, what kind of macronutrient ratio is going to be best for your satiety for, for feeling full and satisfied afterwards and also getting the nutrients that you need? Um, what are easy ways to do that so that we, uh, so that you, you're not overwhelmed with, I got to cook, you know, multiple hours a day. Instead, here's some easy simple recipes and ways to do that. Okay. I'm going to cut you off because I'm sure you can go on and on and on about that. But you see, so there's a difference. Like if you just go, as he gave it as an example, I'm just going to, you know, do the treadmill for an hour. I'm just going to do push-ups every day. No, if you do push-ups every day, you're going to, you're going to feel real sore just, you know, after a while. And then you give up your personal motivation is going to change because of your personal ability. You didn't have those pieces that he just described. Okay. Then there's so Social motivation and social ability. Social motivation is do your peer, uh, do peers, your your friends, do they encourage the right behaviors or encourage wrong behaviors? And now most people, their peers are like, eh, just eat that piece of cake. Let's get a piece of pizza. Come on. And our peers are the worst, man. Our friends, like I, I had to be really careful about like, so in a college of business, we we all like each other. uh, CSU where I teach well, we all like each other and so we go to lunch very regular and it's a it's like a social thing it's like yeah come on and you know it, it's hard to say nope that's okay I have this or I'm, or when I go even to make sure I'm eating the right things um, <laughs> and so peers are terrible so social motivation and having peers talk about peers in this process 
Okay. So in the process you've talked about so far, there's personal motivation and there's personal ability. Yes. Those two can often run up against that social pressure and those, yeah. those peers. <clears throat> and it's, it's, so it's, do I believe enough about this piece of cake, what it's going to do to me afterwards that I can say no? And, uh, and am I motivated enough to, to, to be able to put myself in an uncomfortable position? Now, <clears throat> what's, what's best is that you put yourself in a, in a positive social situation. And so for my program, for instance, uh, we want to make it as easy and accessible for anybody. So they join a Facebook group that has people that uh, this week, one of the big encouragements was get out there and encourage this community and, you know, share your success stories that it's going to motivate other people on. So, uh, so it's trying to create that social aspect. Now on a day-to-day basis, I would also encourage to make sure that you have people on your side, whether it's your spouse or friends say, Hey, here's what I'm doing. And I I'd like you to support me in it. You don't have to eat like I eat, but, um, I'm going to make some different decisions this month. And if you could, uh, you could help me in that, that'd be great. Yeah. And so uh, there's an extra dimension beyond that. And that's a theological background for why you should be doing this, which will give you an even an extra structural uh, or social support in that process. The next one was social ability and social ability. Do you have experts and mentors to provide help, guidance and resources? The answer is no, because that's why you are where you are. OK, so the, you don't have that. Jonathan is that. And I'm not going to belabor that. I don't need him to tell you. Here's how I'm an expert. We already talked about that. OK, OK, so we had personal motivation, personal ability, social motivation, social ability. The last one is structural motivation and structural ability. So structural motivation is do rewards, promotions and perks encourage the right kinds of behaviors or discourage the wrong behaviors? Okay, Mm -hmm. so working that into the process is huge in actually getting where you're trying to go. Talk to me about that. Man, so we we need to to definitely think as we start out on any sort of journey like this, what what the benefits are going to be. And they're mostly their personal benefits. And I think, number one, we we look at ourselves. I don't want to be like this anymore. I want to I want to drop some weight or but also I think ultimately big picture. I want to be healthy. I want to live a long time. I want to live a vibrant life. And th- those are, those are big, you know, goals out there that we can often lose sight of quickly, especially when we, we have to make harder decisions. So I think, you know, we, we can also set shorter rewards in front of us. Um, my, my, my hope with this program, I've seen it over and over is that people, um, get on it. And it's not like, it's not like eating 500 calories a day and you're just, you know, dragging yourself around, you know, within a few days, you're seeing the physical benefits of it, that you're, you're seeing yourself having more energy. You're actually, you know, enjoying the food that you're eating. It's not just, you know, just eating roughage and, you know, just trying to get through it. It's, I can enjoy my food and I can feel better at the same time. And I can have more energy and I think those really need to be the the main drivers that as we see those to, to kind of run after those and to uh, to have those benefits. Yeah. Uh, as you were talking earlier, I heard you talking about structural um, when you were talking about like, hey, look, this is a five minute video. It's not an hour. <laughs> right. So that's part of the structure. And part right. of the structure for me, like uh, I put I, you, you know, this might not be the greatest example or the example that I want to go public, but I'm going to use it anyway. Uh, I put uh, dental floss on my nightstand. 
Now, it's a little gross to do your dental floss, but guess what? I reach over for it reflexively because it's there because structurally it's right there, right close. So this right. is part of this is part of the next one too, with structural ability. Is your environment structured to be uh, to enable the right behaviors and discourage the wrong ones? Right. Okay. This is what killed us during, and I'm going to let you talk to talk about that. Is your environment structured right or how you help them structure the environment, whether it's the refrigerator or whatever? We can talk about that in just a little bit. But this is what killed people during COVID. Because mm -hmm. during COVID, we were now, I, we now had a, a commute that was just down the stairs and <laughs> the commute to the refrigerator was even closer. And so I got back from COVID um, like, you know, we weren't supposed to be in our offices. We were supposed to be like at school only to teach if, if that, and then, so a semester or two had gone by or a semester and a half had gone by. And when I saw my colleagues, I was like, Whoa, who are these people? Cause you know, a lot, a lot of people gained weight over the last two years. I mean, it's a, it's a crazy amount of people who gained weight over the last two years. And that's because the, the, the structural ability, your environment was structured to enable the wrong behaviors. We're not supposed to be just sitting on our duck in front of a computer screen all day. We're not supposed to be that close to the refrigerator. And, you know, I'm bored. I'm kind of, let's go eat something. So talk to me about structural ability, how your environment structured and how that has an impact. Absolutely. So we... We have to be able to control our environment to some extent, right? So, I mean, a lot of times we say, you know, I... I I have my first personal free will and choices to move forward, but especially when we get stuck in a COVID type situation, we're at home uh, and, and say, well, man, that environment's working against us. We need to make it work for us. So uh, as you've already mentioned, uh, the refrigerator and the pantry is a great place to start. If we're keeping a bunch of junk food down there, then it makes it you know easy access to get there. So, so one thing I recommend right at the beginning is doing uh, a pantry cleanse, you know, just cleaning out anything that's, that's not going to be good for us. Uh, and and then restocking it with the good stuff, you know, and and also with good snacks and things that if man, if I need to grab something and quickly, that it's right there for me. Uh, but but I think it's also looking at the rest of our environment and saying, okay, this looks like a negative, but how can I make it a positive? I mean, there are people now that they they work in a cubicle each day, and uh, you know, for for eight nine hours a day, and like I, I, it's really hard for me with my commute to find time to work out. They'll get down and drop 10 push-ups and get back and start working again. Instead of sitting in their chair for eight hours straight, they, you know, get, get the blood moving again. And so we can do that at home. Um, that, that's, that's part of the reason why I try to make my workout program so simple is that a lot of people say, I need the environment of the gym in order to, to yeah. stay physically fit. It's like, no, you actually don't. As long as it's not raining out, you can go outside. And if it is. You know, there, there, there are plenty of uh, things that you can do without any any weights at all that can keep you fit. But but they do need it because they don't have the personal ability that you're going to equip them with, right? right? So they need the gym because the gym is training wheels to keep them on track because they don't know what you're trying to communicate. So so they're not lying. <laughs> they just haven't met you yet. Okay. Yeah. So speaking of meeting you, what, what do they do if they want to follow up with everything that we've been talking about? How, how do they connect with you? Where do they go? Um, tell, tell us very, about that. Very simply, just go to bodyforchrist.net, bodyforchrist.net. And uh, it's, it's just a simple one page that tells my story. Uh, Dr. Gertz, you've been there and 
so it shares about me briefly. It shares about the the program, and you can easily sign on uh, to to start that. And uh, you'll you'll get a an email day one that gives a whole intro and how to clean out your pantry and do all these things. And then after that, you get an email a day, video a day uh, that that builds up and and teaches you all these things. And uh, and I'm a coach along with you. And then at the same time, uh, there's Facebook community and there's monthly live Facebook coaching where I'll be on like this. So I I think as I've heard this again. I, I don't think Jonathan's the only way, but I think he's a, I think it works. I mean, from everything that I heard him talk about, everything that I read about, it has all the pieces that would make the thing work. Um, and I, I didn't do it that way, but I, I know that what he was just talking about, the community, that's a thing that was so hard for me trying to do it on my own. It, it's kind of like... Um, you know, people that are going to be listening to this or, or people that would be receptive to this are probably Christians or people that would be Christian sympathetic, right? I mean, if you're a hardened atheist who thinks that this whole God thing's a bunch of bunk, you know, uh, and, you know, and, and you think it because I'm mad at God, which is weird, right? I mean, <laughs> if you're mad at somebody you don't believe in. Um, but if you're in that kind of category, this isn't probably your program right? Go somewhere else. But programs that work have certain similarities in common. And, and everything that I heard shows me that, no, again, <laughs> there's a couple of things. I, I went right to the academic literature. That's kind of, you know, my default. And I was looking at the kind of things that work in a change process, because I use this book in, a, in an um, organizational behavior class in the past, which is why. So that's my filter. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And so I'm looking at, hey, if you want to make changes, you have to do certain things. And he he ticks off all the boxes. So, um, I, you know, I, I and because he was my former student, I was like, hey, let's talk about this. It sounds like it would be really interesting. But if you want to go to it, go to that thing, go to that site. But I, I really appreciate two uh, particular things about it. One, the, the deep theological emphasis that I know will come from Jonathan because I, I, I know him. And then two, that that additional social support that I did not have. Um, those, those two things are huge. Okay, Jonathan, I'm going to give you the last word in just a few minutes, um, but I want to, as I always do in all my podcasts, I, I want to give the quotation for contemplation for today because I, I, I've always thought about this before any podcast, like what kind of quote will stick with people? And this is, you know, it's from an organizational context, but it's exactly right for anybody who's struggling with this issue and thinking about it right now, Okay. It comes from Henry Prochnow. He's not a household name. Uh, he's a guy that might have been well known, or he was a executive like 50 years ago, or something along those lines. Um, but he said this: "There is a time when we must firmly choose the course we will follow, or the relentless drift of events will make the decisions for us." And that's how most people got where we are right now, right? It was just a drift. It wasn't intentional. You weren't like, you know what? I think my life would be better if I gained 60 pounds, <laughs> right? Nobody's going out doing that. They just, you know, it was an, yeah, just another piece of cake. It was, you know, another hamburger here. I'm I'm hungry. I'm bored. What? And, and it just built up over time. And it will unbuild the same way if you know how to do it. <clears throat> Mm -hmm. If you have the help to go do it. So, um, okay. I said, I'd give you the last word. I'm going to be good to my word and give you the last word. Well, I'm just going to 
uh, repeat back what you just said to me. That that drift is so important that uh, you've experienced it, I've experienced it, but we've also experienced uh, being able to actively work against that drift back. And uh, yeah, to me, what, what you've highlighted today is so important that uh, when you're moving back upstream with others, it makes it so much easier. When you're moving upstream with the right knowledge, right information, uh, it makes it so much easier. And so, <clears throat> so that's that's just what that's what I felt I needed for myself. That's what I think. Um, if if you feel alone right now, you don't need to be. You can yeah. walk along with others. Um, and and there's there's a program specifically set up for that to understand how our faith can help us walk along uh, with in this process uh, as well as walking with others. So. I uh, invite you to to join along, and and um and I'm just so thankful for, to to Dr. Gertis for letting me be on today. Okay, so I lied and I said I'd give you the last word, but I, I want to say one more thing. I'll let you talk again if you want at the very end. Um, <laughs> um but I want to say this too: the 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 course is called Body for Christ, and I know Jonathan. I know this isn't just you know playing some Jesus game and slapping on some verse or something because that's not how he is. Like he, he really did go to, to Southern or Southeastern Seminary, and he really is a, uh, a passionate disciple of Christ. He really is the, the genuine article here. He's not just playing some game and trying to, you know, be kitschy about something Christian in order to get there. Um, so I, I just want to validate that because I know the guy, um, and that's important if that is part of your decision-making process, or, or if that's something that is, uh, a, a sticking point, I want people to be aware of that because I know you. Okay. So with that disclaimer in place, any, I, I, I don't want to, don't make me a liar. <clears throat> Say one more thing so that you have the last word and I'll be quiet after that. Sure. And I'll just, I'll just respond to that. I, I think that, uh, I think it's definitely possible for people who don't follow Jesus to lose weight. I, you know, there's, there's <laughs> lots of great knowledge. Of course. <laughs> there's, you know, motivation, but I also understand when motivation flags, when, when uh, I frustrated a lot of people, I, I was struggling with depression and like, I didn't know how to get out of it. And so, um, but I, but I learned as I walked with him, how the, the Holy spirit, how our, how, our relationship with God is, it's a secret weapon for us. I mean, and, and not to depersonalize God, it's really, it's that relationship that we have with him that man, when, whenever we come up and to a, a tough decision, we have the spirit within us. We have uh, the, you know, the power of the spirit to be able to, you know, say, Lord, help me in this moment. And he does. And so um, that that has been a, a game changer for me as well, and and for for others. I, you know, that's there's there's a, a couple in particular that have both lost uh, at least thirty five pounds in the last few months on this, and it's just a, a pound or two a week. You know, it's been so consistent, and they've told me, man, that's so, that spiritual piece of being able to put it all together yeah. and empower me has made all the difference because I've tried so many other things, and this has helped me to stay on track and to enjoy the whole process. So. All right. So, yeah, I, that's, I think it's so important. Well, thank you for uh, making me not a liar again. And thank you for coming on the program. And, uh, I, and again, if you, if you want to reach out, it's bodyforchrist.net. 
that. Is that correct? Okay. All right. Thanks for coming on the program, Jonathan. And I, I wish you all the, the, the best, as well as anybody in the audience who is uh, interested in what you were just talking about. Thank you, Dr. Gertis. Take care.